Hello, everybody, and welcome to Next Level Outreach. My name is Larry Williams. I am live at New Life Tabernacle in Tampa, Florida. And this is Next Level Outreach, a podcast dedicating to inspiring, informing, and empowering you to be a greater soul winner. And like I ask every podcast, when was the last time you personally won a soul? You want to always be thinking about that because that's our mandate from God. And that is what God has called us to do when he saved us and he filled us with his spirit. But today I am very honored and have a great privilege of welcoming one of the greatest ladies that I know. She is a prayer warrior, a person that is so anointed by God, someone that I look up to so much and I love so much, Sister Savon Davy. We've started a, um, a series on the soul winner in prayer and how essential it is as soul winners that we have a prayer life. I heard a quote one time that said, don't talk to men about God until you've talked to God about men. And that's why we're going to talk today about how essential it is for us as soul winners to have a great prayer life. And I don't know anyone on the face of the planet who has a greater prayer life than Sister Savon Davy. So we're very honored and privileged to have you on the show today, Sister Davy. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be here and everything that I can do to uh, enhance prayer, that is my desire that is my only focus, my only goal, is that we become greater prayerers, touching the kingdom of God, touching the heart of God on a consistent basis. Amen. And that's what we desire as well here on this podcast. I know there's many people here that want to become greater, greatly used by God and want God to use them in a mighty way to advance his kingdom. But everything starts with prayer. That's our foundation. And that's where we want to, that's really what we want to talk about today. So I want to go directly into our interview today. And I want to first ask you um, to define to define intercession for us. Uh, intercession. I would define intercession as a holy, persistent, believing, persevering type of where you plea with God on behalf of individual or individuals who are desperately in need of God's intervention. The Bible tells us that the purpose for Jesus coming into the earth was to be an intercessor for us. Um, if you recall in Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 16, uh, it says that, God saw that there was no man, and he wondered why there was no intercessor, and therefore his own arm brought us salvation, and his righteousness was what sustained him. And again in uh, John chapter, First uh, John chapter 4 and verse 17, the Bible tells us that as Jesus is in the world, so are we also to be. And therefore, without any hesitation, the greatest thing that we can do is to become like our Lord and intercede on behalf of the 
dying world as he did still doing it for himself absolutely and that's so powerful and it just shows that we have to learn that as people of god and as people who are really desiring to go out and reach people we have to really plead with god before we go out and reach them if we don't do that then a lot of what we're doing is in vain if we're not led by the spirit then we really won't be able to effectively reach people for god Amen. Well, um, my next question to you is this. As, as people who begin to pray, a lot of times it can become discouraging because we don't see the results right away. Mm-hmm. We, we plead with God. We, we, we touch God and we're like, well, where are the people? Where are the souls that we've been praying for? Mm-hmm. And I know that there's one thing about you that you have extreme longevity. You're not someone that just showed up you're this way, but you've been praying for years and years and years, pleading with God. I'm still learning how to pray. <laughs> and but it's happened. I mean, New Life Tabernacle, twenty four years, and a lot of what you've prayed for is just now coming to pass. Mm-hmm. So teach us about patience with God. Well, here's the thing: um, most people, most people don't like to wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, we often get frustrated. Um, waiting on fast food Mm -hmm. or we get frustrated uh, waiting behind the slow car in the fast lane Mm -hmm. we're always in a rush to get to the the next uh, big event or get to the next Mm -hmm. thing or the next place or you know what the next big thing in prayer is Mm -hmm. and here's the thing uh, this mindset often carries over into our spiritual lives Mm -hmm. uh, with us rushing back and forth and back and forth and not even knowing where we are sometimes. Mm -hmm. But while um, most of us are in a hurry, God isn't. Mm -hmm. There are prayers that um, I have been praying for 35 years and they're still not answered yet. But that does not mean that I'm going to stop praying because I know that eventually it shall come to pass. The scripture teaches us that, that um, God is not working on our time frame. He's not working. Uh, he's slow to getting things done. Mm-hmm. It seems uh, he's all, he always has a plan and a purpose for everything that he does. Mm-hmm. He rarely does t- does anything according to our time our time frame, mm-hmm. and because of this, we can easily become discouraged. Uh, if we're not careful, we'll think that um, God is uncaring, or maybe He's even mad at us. Uh, in we we see this in the Gospels when we look at what happened with Mary and Martha, for example. While Jesus, while they were waiting on Jesus to come and heal their brother Lazarus. Mm -hmm. And then when Jesus finally showed up, he is accused of taking too long. Mm -hmm. Um, God always has good reasons for teaching us patience. Mm -hmm. Patience is a part of life and one of God's tools for developing his intercessors. The Bible is full of stories of people having to wait on God. 
when you look at people like Noah, for example, when you look at people like Abraham, when you look at people like Moses, uh, Joseph, Daniel, uh, Paul, and countless others, um, we know that we have to wait. But, you know, there are, uh, there are four things that I would like to um, point out that uh, teaches uh, or teaches the intercessor how to be patient. First of all, uh, patience reveals the intercessor's true motive. Why are you really doing this? What yeah. you, what's, your, what's your motivation for doing this? Yeah. Number two, patience transforms the intercessor's character. Mm. Number three, patience builds anticipation. Mm. And finally, patience builds intimacy and total dependence on God. And when you're able to um, just hang in there and wait on God and, and the anticipation of knowing that, could this be today? And can I tell you that one of the things that motivates me is uh, with praying, like especially early in the morning, yeah. is I make a date with God and I don't want anything to interrupt that. And my thoughts are, could this be the day when God will show up mm. and answer some of the prayers that I have prayed for such a long time? Wow. And so um, it's, it's, it's a great anticipation because every day um, I, I know that something or some prayer that I have prayed in the past, if it's not answered here in uh, this particular part of our continent, mm. The same prayer that I've prayed is being established somewhere else yeah. on the globe. So mm. I have learned how to be patient and just anticipate God showing up at any time, <laughs> anywhere, and however he wants to. Oh, absolutely. And you're getting excited. I see it. And that's... <laughs> Sorry, I get excited about prayer. I can't... I can't. And, and, and it's so revolutionary to people who might be listening to this podcast because there's a lot of millennials that are listening and those that are young and our generation doesn't really understand that as much as um, somebody that might be coming from your generation. I listen to Bishop Davy talk so much. I'm, I get the privilege of listening to Bishop Davy and a lot of times he uses agriculture to teach us about these things and how he plants something in your guys's garden and um, you think about it, you don't plant a seed and expect something to be grown overnight. Overnight, yes. And I see, I mean, you guys starting at USF with just a few people mm -hmm. to what new life has become is simply amazing. And it's just what you guys will learn in patience, yes. knowing that God is going to do it. And, and it's so inspiring to us young people. Um, but here's my last question for you today, Sister okay. Davy. You're somebody that, that when I watch you pray, I don't think that there is a single individual with more passion when you pray, mm -hmm. when they pray. So tell us, where did that passion come from? And, mm -hmm. and, 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 and how do we get that same level of passion? Where does the passion come from? Um, I am um, you when we when we came to Florida, for example, mm -hmm. 
we were told that we would never be able to build a strong apostolic church. Mm. It's never been done and it never will be done. Wow. Now, I'm not the type of person to tell that this cannot be done. And Neither so, is Bishop <laughs> <laughs> I I have tenacity and mm -hmm. whatever it takes, it shall be done. And if it's the last thing that um, I do until my eyes close in death, I am mm. going to make sure that I do my part to fulfill that. And I don't believe in praying, you know, the little now I lay me down to sleep prayer. I believe in uh, praying passionately. And um, when we go to the scriptures, it, it is evident that we must pray with passion. We need passionate prayer prayer because Jesus, who is our greatest example of prayer, mm. or our passion, demonstrated uh, passion when he prayed. In Matthew chapter 26, for example, um, Jesus said to his disciples, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Can't you just tarry here or can't you just uh, wait with me in prayer a while? And I believe it, it, it's, it's in verse 39 when uh, he went a little farther and we see him falling on his face and he prayed and, and he was saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And um, in, uh, I believe, verse 42 again, he went away a second time and he prayed the same prayer. Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it. Well, let thy will be done. And he came a third time and we see him praying the same prayer. At the most critical time of his life, just before he went to Calvary, we see our Lord prostrate in, uh, on his face in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying praying with passionate, praying with persistence, and praying with purpose. Sometimes I believe, um, uh, Larry, that you ought to read the passionate prayer sometimes of people like Nehemiah, people like Isaiah, people mm -hmm. like Jeremiah. Read that sometimes. Uh, see, I believe that God wants us to pray um, passionate or be very passionate in our Yes, ma'am. You can't, you can't just come to the Lord with, you know, a simple prayer. Those days are over. The, the, the Bible tells us that we have to be violent, and we mm -hmm. have to, we have to be violent in prayer. Where is, where is your passion? Where, where are the people mm. who will pray with such uh, passion, like Jacob, for example, and yes. say, I will not let you go until you bless me. Where are those who are going to hold on to the horns of the altar and say, mm -mm, if I have to stay here 24, if I have to lock myself here for whatever length of time it takes, I am not going to let go until you bless me. Those are the kind of people that we're looking for in this hour. Yes. You know, um, there's a Greek word that the Lord used in Matthew chapter 26 um, for prayer. And that word um, means to cry out loud with, uh, uh, cry out with a loud voice and 
be passionate. Mm. And when you read the account, uh, or Dr. Luke's account in um, chapter 22 and verse 44, the Bible tells us that uh, he prayed, our Lord prayed so hard mm. that his sweat became as drops of blood. Now, um, any medical uh, professional or physicians will tell you that when Jesus prayed and great drops of blood uh, was mixed with his sweat, mm. this is called uh, hemohydrosis. Now, this occurs when you have such great grief, such great sorrow, mm. that it causes the subcutaneous capillaries to dilate and they're bruised and they become mixed with your sweat. Uh, that's how hard Jesus prayed. That's how passionate he prayed. Uh, mm. You know, and, and, and like I said, where, where are those? When... When was the last time you prayed so hard that you left out of the presence of God limp and lifeless? When was the last time you prayed and cried out to God so hard for your city? When was the last time you, you prayed so hard for your dying state? Or, you know, we, just where are those who will cry out with, uh, over the abominable homosexual agenda, for example, that is killing our state, that is killing our country. Mm. Uh, where are those who will cry out, like Billy Graham said, uh, Oh God, if you don't do something to our country, you will have to apologize to Sodom. Mm. Larry, I believe that this statement that Billy Graham made is... Um, more truer now when he's than when he said it 25 yes, years ago absolutely and can i tell you that every great revival that we have had in um, uh, new life tabernacle always started with a great move of prayer and nothing is going to all of our plans are great all of the efforts that we make are great but it must begin with prayer. Amen. No truer words. And I believe anybody that listens to this will get on their face and pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, Sister Davy. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. And I would just like to ask if you can end this by praying for all those listening. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we come knowing yes, that Lord. you, God, are able to draw those that even have a desire, God Almighty, to worship you and yes, to Lord Jesus. honor you in a depth that they have never experienced before. Yes, and oh now, God. God, we ask that even as those that are listening to this podcast, yes, Lord, God Almighty, grip their heart, God, with a fervency, with a desire yes, to seek you until they have found you. Yes, Let Lord. them know, God, that there is nothing impossible, God. Yes, oh, Lord God, Jesus. we have not because we ask not. 
Yes, and oh because God. we know that we're asking you to do the impossible. Yes, we're asking Lord you God. to do for us what we are unable to do for ourselves. Yes, Jesus. God, we can pray, but you bring the increase, God yes, Lord Almighty. Jesus. Do for us, oh God, and bring hearts and convictions to those who are lazy in their prayer. Yes, bring Lord them Jesus. to another level in you, Jesus, that yes, they will oh come, God. Lord God Almighty, and seek your face early, oh God, and see the build intimacy God yes, that Lord. you desire with your people yes, and Jesus. God they will forever give you the glory the honor and the praise in the name of the Lord Jesus and we thank you yes, for Lord. what you are doing even now thank you, in the Jesus. name of Jesus we glorify you thank amen. you Jesus amen. Amen. amen amen well if that didn't grip your heart I don't know what will and we know that God is going to do something great. But like we leave every week, get them to the pool and get them to the pew. God bless you.